BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. So today's episode is one that's been sort of mulling over in my mind quite a lot. And um, the more I get into these episodes, the more I'm really enjoying like listening to you all and like getting all your DMs. And, you know, it seems to be like a really, really hot topic. So I named this one myself, the motherfuckers or motherfucker. And they are really the things that fuck mothers. And I don't mean literally, I mean that fuck ourselves, the pressure we put on ourselves, the things that we have to live up to, guilt, all of these things fuck us in so many different ways. Marriage, children, you know, children are, of course, a blessing and a great blessing. And I get asked this all the time by single girls. This is, I guess, for you guys. You know, I'm running out of time. What if I don't have kids and all this kind of stuff? And, you know, I hear it from 20 something year old girls. Well, first of all, there is no rush. And let me explain. And I love my little darlings. Like I really love them. Like my whole life is dedicated to them, but that's, there it is. My whole life is also dedicated to them. So like, and I don't mean it in a way of like other mothers. Like, you know, if you look at me, I'm still living. I completely live, but my life is dedicated to like their schedules, finding people that can, you know, help me bring them up in the right way because I have to have a life and I refuse not to have a life. I have other girlfriends of mine who have children and they won't even go out for a lunch. They won't go for a dinner. They won't go for anything. They've got kids. You need to come over here. And I'm like, we've all got kids. You know, I've got three. I find it incredibly insulting to be told that I've got a child. I can't go out for lunch. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm here. All of these pressures we put on ourselves, like, I mean, do you remember your mother changing your every single nappy? Do you remember your mother feeding you as a baby? I certainly don't. I have no clue who changed my nappies. I have no clue who gave me my first meal. I remember thinking very early on that this was the most, I mean, I was a businesswoman. That's the most tedious job I've ever had in my life, chasing a baby's mouth around while it sat in a high chair, doing aeroplane, trying to get it to eat some mushed up food that was, you know, invariably thrown back at me. And I was thinking, I'm meant to be enjoying this. Well, first of all, actually, it started earlier than that for me because, you know, when I was told that I was going to have babies, Yasmin was a one-hit wonder. I had her straight away. Amazing. And looking back, 
you know, in my society, you're definitely expected to have more than one children. The more affluent you are, the more children you have. It's like a status symbol. The whole thing's ridiculous. Actually, for single girls that are going on or don't know that they want children or need children or whatever, one child is enough or no children. It's okay not to have children, by the way. You don't have to be maternal. I never found myself as a maternal woman. I love my kids, but I definitely didn't have this overwhelming sense of like, aha, when they dropped out of me. In fact, I was just like, I remember that even the first time I was just being shown the baby. It's like, yeah, that's great. I need to sleep now. It was something that didn't come naturally to me. And I love them way more now than I did when they were handed to me. When they are handed to me, they are little things that don't really do much. You're meant to like want to spend the whole day just staring at them. And I did, like I loved staring at them, but I didn't want to do all the rest of it. You know, the changing of the nappies, I found it so boring. If one more person came into the room and saw my boobs out, like, you know, I I don't want to sit with my father-in-law looking at my boobs. I found that whole thing just bizarre that suddenly it's okay to sit in a room with my both breasts out and babies attached to them. I found everybody coming over and sort of poking me and poking them. And then I just, you know, I wanted to get out and do normal stuff. I was, God, I miss the office. I really miss the office. And, you know, the second time, because I was breastfeeding too, oh my God. I mean, I was just a cow, an absolute cow. And I never had enough milk anyway. And then you have the other mothers that look at you like, well, why are you feeding them bottle? You're a terrible person. Well, I felt fed them bottle because I, I didn't have enough breast milk. I didn't really have a choice. And anyway, breast milk's so good today. There really is no difference except one really ties you down. The other one actually lets you have a life. So, you know, again, it's those kind of mothers that mother shame you. And I definitely got mother shamed. Like with Yasmin, I did all the things that I was meant to do. Like I went to all those stupid playgroup things where you go and bash a tambourine with a whole load of other mothers that sort of, you know, I don't know, with their, what are those bugaboo prams that we all had. And, you know, I had nothing in common with any of these women. And my heart was, I just couldn't wait for the 20 minutes or whatever it was to be up. And I think to myself, does the baby even really realize it was there? Well, maybe it does, but I don't know. But I mean, I don't think it really matters who takes them either. You know, as long as you have tummy time and you have some time together and everything else, I decided to give myself all the bits that I enjoyed and cut out the bits that I hated. Because I also don't believe when a baby is that small, they don't pick up on in emotions. I used to laugh because I'd see all these mothers through gritted teeth going, fucking hate my children. And then the, the babies were like, oh, hello, darling. Hello, darling. Oh, gorgeous little things. And I'm thinking, you know, who are you bullshitting? Definitely not me and definitely not them. Children pick up on energy. Everybody picks up on energy. You can see a frazzled mother a mile away. And I was still doing my makeup and which always used to irritate my other girlfriends who were like, how do you look so good? How do you look so good? I look so good because I got up and tried. You know, within however many months, well, not months, it was how many weeks I was up back in my old jeans and in my office. If the babies really need to me, needed me, they were either came to the office or they were brought to me. And I just I did everything I needed to do within the office. But also I had an office, you know, having many employees. When you're the, you know, the CEO of a company, you can't just take off all that time. I mean, you could, but like the business really needs you. You are the business when you're a small business like that. Children, it's, it's a big, big question. Again, nobody regrets ever having children. I'm guessing when you're 80, you thank the Lord you've had children. But, you know, at the other time, you know, people ask me, do you think he doesn't want children and I really want children and I'm breaking up, you know, we're breaking up because of it. I don't think you should force someone into having kids. It is really a personal choice because let me tell you, children are not band-aids. 
If you have a fractious relationship already, having a child will not mend it. I cannot stress this enough. It will not mend it. It will make the chasm so much bigger. You have no idea. Children should be when two people want children. They should not be a mistake because children need two people that are committed no matter what to bringing them up. It makes me laugh so much because people are like babies at the hardest stage. I would bring me back baby stage any time of day. You know, children are the hardest stage. Teenagers are the hardest stage because my God, having three different people in your house, three completely different humans, even if my twins are twins, they're three completely different humans in this house that want three different things, three different sets of friends, three different sets of after school clubs. Children are, unless you're really aligned, marriage killers. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but they are. Hey guys, it's Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking. And seeing as how we've all got a little extra time on our hands at home, um, hello, social distancing, let's get down to business in the kitchen. Come hang every Monday while we talk about all things food and I answer your burning questions about cooking, ingredients, swaps, tips and tricks, etc. I'm also gonna be highlighting super rad small businesses and we're gonna be learning about other incredible makers in the food world and who even knows what else. Anything's fair game in 2020, right? What's Gabby cooking in the wild? Here we come. I may have been a little too honest, but you know, I can't really explain it. They managed to take the passion out of a couple. You're exhausted. You know, you have two types of people one that is resentful of the one that goes to work and the other one that has to, you know, that stays home and you have to do everything and they go to work because believe me, going to work is a much easier job than staying home and like shaking a rattle in front of a child all day. It's mind numbing. And anyone that tells you it's the most joyous thing, I don't understand. I think they're lying. I can't. 12 hours of shaking a rattle is just not fun for anyone. You need to have adult stimulating conversation. I remember going out to lunches with women who would sit there and talk about how many nappies or what color the poo was of their baby. I'd look at them like with a glazed look, absolutely fascinated. These were proper conversations, like the shade of poo, the shade of poo in the nappy. I'd, I, I, I've never even looked. I mean, unless there was a problem, why would I look at it? I don't understand. Just clean it up and move on. Want to go to lunch and discuss the shade of their child's poo? It's just bizarre. And that they thought this was normal conversation at a lunch. It's like me going, oh, I had terrible diarrhea last night. It was this color. Do you really want to know? No, of course you don't. No one wants to know. I don't want to know. It's just, again, very odd behavior. It's like being a mother sort of like switches off a certain part of your brain, you know, before motherhood, you get up and put some makeup on, you get up and get dressed. But as soon as you become a mother, you don't even know what clothes are anymore. Suddenly you walk around in tracksuits all day with throw up on you and your hair's never done because you're so frazzled. I don't understand. Why do the rules suddenly change? The rules shouldn't change because that's exactly why you don't get date nights. That's exactly why the sex is gone. Who wants to have sex with somebody who looks like they've just literally been thrown up on and pooed on and God knows what on because it looks like your housemaid. Some of my friends, and they all know who they are, turned into their housekeepers. One of my girlfriends used to answer the door at her house in a tracksuit and people actually thought she was the housekeeper. And it's not even funny. 
they actually thought she was a housekeeper. And I told her, you've just got to get dressed. It's not even a few months. You kind of forgive people for a few months. We're talking years, people. I'm talking years of getting out of tracks. I have one girlfriend of mine, never left her home. Just never left her home. You want to see her, you have to go there. That's it. Or other mothers that just want to do absolutely everything on their own. Because if they don't do it on their own, they're shamed. And I don't get that too. I didn't want to do any of it on my own. Absolutely any of it. I understood very early on. I needed work. I needed my headspace. Mother's guilt is another thing I don't understand. It's not mother's guilt. It's not your guilt. It's shame and guilt from other people. Why am I listening to other people? You know, you have those amazing other mothers that sort of skip around town and, you know, still wearing the Louboutins and, you know, skinny jeans and they look perfect. And they've kind of like, okay, they've got their lives. I made sure I went on holiday straight away with my husband, took my baby when I could. Uh, Yasmin actually came everywhere with me. With the boys, it was more difficult. You know, I gave up doing things like lunches and trips with them because by the time I'd sort of packed a double buggy, found two of everything, the joy of going to lunch was already left, you know, and one of them would start crying. That would kick the other one off. And then you're like, okay, I may as well just stay home because it took me so long to prepare that I just couldn't be bothered. So with the, the boys got a bit more of a rough deal. But again, why do I feel like they had to go to all these classes? Why do I feel that I need to take them out to lunch? They're babies. The back garden is fine. They don't need it. They really don't. It's my own or your own mother's guilt. These are the motherfuckers. Why do men get to go to the office, close the door, and that's where the job ends for them? Absolutely ends. They come back, you know, give it the baby a kiss and go upstairs. Whereas, you know, women that work too... They come back, they go to work, they breastfeed at work, they pump the bottles, they organize the play dates, they do everything a man does and all the rest on top and have to look pretty and, and, and. It's not an even playing field in this because, the, you know, obviously a baby needs probably the mother more at this point. But women don't ask for help because they feel that the mother should be able to do it all. Well, we can't do it all. You know, it, it's not possible. Women are told that they have to handle it all run the house, go to work, look after their husbands, come home, give the husband a blowjob, make sure the babies are perfect, looking amazing, show them off to their friends, organize dinner, run the household. I mean, it's insane. I believe now with two income households, you should share the responsibility. You want a baby together, you have a baby together. We have told ourselves and we have been conditioned to take on this responsibility completely. And it's madness. You have the other types of mums, the helicopter mums, the ones that just hover over their children. And then, you know, completely, again, create a noose for themselves. And I'm guilty of some of that, as in, I don't helicopter mum my kids, but I have let, you know, my sons, who are needy, sleep in my bed far too long for a multitude of reasons. One, I kind of liked it. Two, it was easier than saying no when they kept coming back and back and back and putting them back in. Three, you know, I guess it was comforting for me. And I was thinking, well, you know, how long am I going to have this? Now, age 10, you know, I'd quite like them out of my bed. It's quite hard to get them out of my bed because now they're used to it and now they don't understand. And now I have a boyfriend, can't be the three of us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing again. So I created that mess. Helicopter mums tend to make very sensitive children. You're not helping your child by fixing everything for them, by helicoptering every single move. You know, you could say that I'm two hands off, but then you could say that others are two hands on. There could be, a, there's a happy medium. At the same time, I want strong, independent children. 
I'm a strong, independent woman. I want to breed children that think for themselves. My daughter is incredibly independent, incredibly smart. They're all A students. They all do very well. They all know to think for themselves. They're all manipulative. They all know how to get what they want out of me. They all know how to make me feel guilty. My son, Zach, makes me feel very guilty for working, very, very guilty in travel. But again, I'm not going to give it up for a multitude of reasons. I cannot. I need to work. And that's just it. And they need to understand that. I've worked their entire lives. I'm going to continue working and travel is my work. I can't always sit with them. I'm in the house. I have to get on and do what I do. Never apologize for needing the other side of your life. Because let me tell you, when I say children kill marriage, I don't mean the actual child. I mean things like, you know, they kill the ability to be able to have a date night. They kill the ability to be able to travel so easily because you have to think about who's going to look after the kids. They kill the ability to be carefree. They kill the ability to have the excitement of going, okay, honey, let's just leave tomorrow. Let's go on, you know, let's go here. Let's go there. All the stuff that you used to do. So there is no hurry for all of you to rush down that aisle and have that baby. You know, today we can freeze our eggs. You can have babies well into your thirties, even towards, you know, 40 today and relax and make the right choices get those things that you wanted to do done, travel the world or do what I did, which is, you know, I got them done early and then I'm off traveling the world now. Why should I sit home the whole time? My children are well cared for. They're in school. And that's another thing. I get so much on social media. I mean, it's unbelievable. Every time I put up a picture of me with my boyfriend, happy, I get, where are your children? Where are your children? Where are your children? First of all, from women. Like, why are other women shaming women for having a life? Like, why, you know, why don't you get one? Get a life go and have fun. I actually just literally just read this thing now, this 50-year-old guy that's just died. We don't know how long we're going to last. I cannot put off till they're 18, 20, all of them, before I go travel. I'm going to the Himalayas this year. You're telling me I shouldn't go. I went to Peru next last year. I'm going to see the last ever pygmy tribe next year as well on a boat. I'm doing all these things. It's 10 days, 10 days. Amazing for me, 10 days for me. And the rest of the time, you know, I travel for work and I do stuff that I have to do or I take them with me or not. But at the same time, I'm sorry, you know, they're going to get a life and leave me. And by the time I'm there already and good and ready for mummy to do what she wants to do, I'm 70 or I'm 60. How am I going to climb, climb the Himalayas then? I'm not. So I'm doing it now. Get on with it. If you don't get on with it, tomorrow never comes. You just need to say, this is what's going to happen and this is why. My children are not miserable. The moment I've gone, they couldn't care less. They're out with their friends. They're having a wonderful time. They are doing all the things. They're not sat here, not fed and watered because mummy's, you know, spent all the money and gone traveling. That's not what I'm saying and not what I'm doing. I also really resent being told or asked where my children are. If I want to tell you, I'll tell you. They are 14 and 10 years old, okay? At 14... All her friends tend to follow me. So of course Yasmin doesn't want to be doing TikTok and dancing around the house with me. Why? Why would she? I'm the uncoolest person on the planet to her. Like, frankly, you know, whatever anyone else thinks and other people quite find me quite cool, Yasmin thinks my style is awful and I'm uncool. My boys are boys. You try and getting a 10-year-old that his mother isn't in the spotlight to sit down and take a picture. When I take pictures every other day, they don't want to sit down and take a picture with me. They want to play Fortnite. They want to go off with their friends. They want to be skateboarding. If you see a picture of me on my Instagram with my sons that isn't a video of me taking the piss, I have paid them. Let's be clear. I've paid them. 
They are either getting a new app, taking money. That is the only way they are on my Instagram in those nice poses that you all seem to want me to have. But again, why are all of you shaming me? None of your business. It is obvious that my house is clean because I've Instagram it. It's beautifully kept. I'm kept. So what makes you think that my children are living in a dungeon with no food and water and that I'm beating them daily or I'm, you know, feeding them vodka? I don't quite understand what everybody's getting at, but I can assure you. And if, if I've gone away for a length of time, they have a father. If I go away for 10 days to myself, because actually the last trip was the only trip I took because I was working before and I got four days to Saint-Tropez, which I don't consider a relaxing holiday. And then I decided to go to Greece with my girlfriend on a boat and they, once they were back at school. And if I decide to take 10 days off and you don't see my children, you see me having a wonderful time, doesn't mean all hell's broke loose. It means they've simply gone to their dad. And Gemini tend to try not to travel at the same time. So the children are looked after by one of us. So Gem takes over. They have a dad. Why is that so hard for all of you to understand? They have a father. I also don't understand victim mums. What on earth is a victim mum? A victim mum is who tells you, sees me halfway up Peru, whatever, you know, Machu Picchu, having a wonderful time or wherever and goes, I can't do that. I've got kids. I don't even know what that means. I have kids. I'm still up Machu Picchu doing what I need to do to find me. Why does a lost, miserable mother make a better mother? It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And if you're getting divorced and you need to go find yourself and become a happy person again, go do it. Go do whatever you need to do. Whatever was missing in your life, make it happen. No one else is going to make it happen for you. And your children, let me tell you, cannot make you happy. They will not. They cannot. They will not. They should not. It can only come from within. Only. That is the victim mother. I can't have lunch. I can't have dinner because I, you know, I've got kids. I can't possibly take a week off. I've got kids. You know, no. You can do all of those things. I don't have a boyfriend. I can't find a boyfriend. Who wants a boyfriend when you've got kids? Well, let me tell you, never stop me. I always had guys here now asking me out with kids. It's attitude. It's got nothing to do with you've got three kids. In fact, you know, married women I know are the most hit on women, you know, or you get single women who've been single their entire bloody lives. And then you find a divorced woman. I know loads of divorced women that break up and they get married in two minutes again. So it's rubbish. It's all attitude. And maybe because that divorced woman hasn't really been out there, isn't bitter and jaded and is still fun. And is like really excited for her future. So she skips out of her marriage, finds a really nice guy because she's light and airy. Whereas some other single girl could have been like looking around, telling you how awful men are for the rest of their lives, you know, and how she can't find anyone and life's really unfair and she doesn't have anything. You know, it's attitude. You need to flip a switch. Then you have the other one, the single girl who is super happy about it. That was a choice, but it should always be a choice. Life wasn't taken away from you. It is a series of choices. I know plenty of very happy young single girls who just know better what they want. But then you have the victim single. So I've never met the right person. Tinder's awful. There's nowhere to go at night. Where should I find them? You know, well, if that's the attitude or, you know, I hate meeting people like this. It's too late. I'm exhausted. I met today an energy specialist and she was right. You are telling yourself so many negatives before you've even started that all the bad things are going to happen. Like you start with, I can't, you won't. You start with, I can, it comes. And that's the truth. 
So you need to shift that, you know, affirmations, affirmations, affirmations. You know, if I look at my life now, I dreamt about this life. I thought this house actually, because I always wanted this sort of like white, beautiful, modern house. I thought this house was in LA. I didn't know it was in Dubai, but it's actually in Dubai. I dreamt about this white glass house and I had this gorgeous man in it. And he was just, it was just really easy. And we just, we were always in the kitchen. I was looking at it. I remember dreaming about it. And it was just, life was just simple. And I've got it. But I kept thinking about it. And I understand that now. And I remember we make things so complicated. Marriages become so complex because on the weekend we're glorified taxi drivers. You know, everyone's exhausted. The guy's exhausted. You're exhausted. All the children are home. I mean, I never understand the whole staffing situation. I have all these cleaners in the week. And then on the weekends, you know, everyone's off on the weekend. You know, it's the only day that all my children are home. No one to drive except me and uh, Sergio. No one's in the house and everyone's gone away. And we're left doing everything. I don't get it. I, like everything needs to be organized. And it, it's just about being a can-do person more than, you know, this is all too much and overwhelming. You need to be a strong mum, a mum that gets on with things, a mum that just takes the reins, a mum that just says, okay, this is part of my normal life. You know, I'll do this, darling, you do this on the weekends. I'll drop them off. You pick them up. I'll arrange the play dates. You do this, you know, and makes things easier for each other and that you work as a team. Teamwork makes the dream work, I say. And, you know, if it's all on one, it's impossible. So, you know, these are the things that really, really, really fuck women. And also self-care and self-love. Like I get asked about all my treatments all the time. This topic is such a big one that I'm going to split this into another episode because obviously treatments and all that kind of stuff will take too long. But I mean, just wanted to say how important they are. And I don't mean, again, being me, because being me, you have to understand I'm the face of a cosmetic company. So, you know, I get to try all these wonderful things, but if it was on my dime every week, I probably wouldn't do everything I do. You know, it's, so you can cut this down. But I think my point to this is doing what makes you feel good. Like after I'd had three children, I had my boobs done. After I had three children, I did a little bit of vasolipo on my stomach. After I had my children, you know, I gave myself a new hairstyle. I update my wardrobe every, you know, year. Like, and I'm not saying it has to be all Chanel. I'm saying, you know, you, I love Zara. You know, just get key pieces. Make yourself feel fun and sexy. Update your makeup. Update your wardrobe. Learn to do that. Learn to do your makeup. I mean, colors change everything. I really enjoy it. Be a girl. Just be a girl. I think that's key. So for all you mothers out there, I just want to say, I think you're all amazing. It is the hardest job in the world, but it can be a full-time job or it can be a job that you take the bits you enjoy, you hand over the bits that you don't, you share the responsibility. Life shouldn't be all put on you and you can and should and are able to have a life as a mother. You know, we are still sexy. We are still cool, believe it or not. We are still women and we're not just mothers. We're people. We are absolutely individuals. I cannot just think about other people. It's okay to be selfish. And I think that that's the key. And I'm going to end it on that. Like you need to be selfish to appreciate your children. You know, I'm always happy to come home to them, always happy to get back and give them a cuddle because I've missed them. You know, selfish is good. 
Selfish is making you happy. Once you're happy inside, you're happy, your house is happy, everyone around you is happy. And remind yourself that only you can give you that kind of happiness. Lastly, I think just focusing on being an independent mother. And by independent, I mean financially independent. And it's why a lot of questions I get. Number one is how did you manage to get divorced and how do you remain independent? And I would say, you know, to teach your children this or your daughters from a very early age to always remain independent of a man. And that's not to be like this woman that's like, I'm not going to, you know, be a partner with my husband and take responsibility with my husband. And I, you know, we're not one, of course not, but it's just, it gives you freedom It's not freedom that, you know, you use it against each other or anything like that, but freedom to make the choice, freedom to have a choice, freedom to know that you're not bound to your children. You didn't give, I hate that word, give up everything for my kids. Why should you give up everything? They should be an extension of you. And if you're fulfilled at home and fulfilled in work, then children are a wonderful bonus. If you feel that you've given up everything for your children, you end up in this sort of bitter, twisted kind of victim mother again. And I would say that the greatest thing I did for myself was remain independent. Again, that's not to say that my husband didn't give me money or, you know, us money or pay for every, you know, all the things that I needed for the children or whatever else. Of course he did. But it also means that I had my own money and that if I wanted that extra thing or I wanted to have my hair colored, I wanted to have, you know, a pair of sexy shoes or whatever it was, I didn't have to ask permission. And that's a wonderful thing because, you know, when you do take on a baby, it's a huge burden as in a huge financial burden. So, you know, maybe a 300 pound hairdo or whatever it was costing you, sometimes, you know, having your hair colored is a fortune these days. 200 pounds to have your hair colored, at least. That if you are able to do some of these things and help out some of these ways and not just put on the husband all the time, then, you know, they are more willing to take give you freedom, more willing to treat you as a separate entity and a, and give you respect and you respect each other and understand how hard it is to earn money. Therefore, you're not as frivolous with money. I have so many girlfriends who just want, 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 but have never earned money. So they don't understand that, you know, after tax, a lot of times they're left with 40% of what they made. Plus they've got to feed themselves. Plus they've got to go to, you know, feed you, feed the kids, school fees, nannies, all of these things that come with children. And then they still want, and, you know, also then they go out to lunch and you get those women that sort of outdo each other with new season clothes and all this. You're never dressed right. So I think that remaining independent is so key because feeling beautiful and sexy as a woman really does save your marriage too, because if you still have that with your husband, you can have that spark and you're not just his best friend and roommate living at home where you've just become like, you know, he doesn't notice if you've had your hair done. You don't notice if he's had his done. You don't get dressed up to go out. Just go downstairs and put your slippers on. Yes, it's nice. It's comfortable. It's wonderful. But, you know, nothing good comes from comfort. You need to be on your toes. You need to feel like that spark. You need to feel like, oh God, I've, you know, I want to go to the Seychelles and like have an amazing weekend with him. You need to feel that all of these honeymoon periods or whatever, still exists, that you still get to date your husband. And I think that giving you financial independence gives you that because 
you know, I never had to ask permission. I'm like, you know, if I wanted to go to a hairdresser, I never had to, if I want a facial, having a facial after you're married and doing all these beauty treatments is key because sometimes your skin breaks out, you've put on weight, you don't feel good. Normally you haven't been to the hairdresser for nine months. So you've got all types of colors in your hair. You don't feel your normal self. You're swollen. I had preeclampsia. So I was literally looked like a helium balloon. You know, you just lose yourself a little bit because you're, oh, there goes the pregnant lady. That's just what you're meant to do. And then it becomes a thing. You know, I was so proud of myself when I did, like I had all my children, I did my swimwear shoots and I, you know, none of the stuff that I actually really cared about when I was younger, I really didn't. Like it was never a thing for me to have done a swimwear shoot like that, or it was never a thing. And I don't even know why I wanted to do it, I was just asked, but you know, actually doing it after having three kids and like getting myself in shape. And if you guys see, like I don't kill myself, but I don't let myself go. I don't care if I'm happy in a relationship or not. Like it's not about the man. It's about me. If I feel good, then I achieve stuff. When I moved from England, it's probably one of the greatest things I've done because I love the sun. I really, I need sun to function. I've understood that about myself now, that even if I'm having a bad day, I get things done because I've got sunshine and I just feel like that. And I'm an overachiever anyway. I like everything perfect. You know, I like to get everything done. I can't sleep if I, I have a list, 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 and I have to get it all done. But, you know, I think the key is, you know, I always get told, oh my God, there she is. Look at that 44-year-old or the 45-year-old woman. And I'm looking at them and some women just look like, I mean, they look 10, 20 years older than me. And I'm thinking, but why? You know, and then I look at other people and I've got a group of friends my age. I think we all look bloody good for our age. And it's just a different time. There are so many things you can do to yourself without having to go under the knife, without having to spend loads and loads of money, but just by taking care of yourself. Silly things like just whitening your teeth makes you look younger. It really does. In England, for whatever reason, we all, you know, everybody smokes and drinks coffee. They wear yellow teeth. Whiten your bloody teeth. Take 10 years off you right there. Dye your hair. You know, get a different haircut. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. Change your outfit. You know, sometimes we all get stuck in a style rut. Like literally look through magazines, take inspiration. You don't even need to spend money anymore. Zara has everyone, not Zara, but the high street even has everything that are in all the fashion pages for less now. You know, go and enjoy yourself. Why do we feel guilty for indulging ourselves? But yet our spoiled little spawn who want, you know, Gucci or not even want them because babies get bon point and Gucci loafers that are literally rubbish in a week rubbish because they've grown out of it and they don't even know they're wearing it. Yet we as mothers, if we indulge ourselves, we are selfish, materialistic, bad mums. I don't get it because a happy mother is a good mother. A good mother is a happy mother. A fulfilled mother is a good wife. An independent woman is a woman that is with her husband because she wants to be there, not because he's paying her to be there not because she has no other options. And I know tons of women in this country and other ones that have beautiful houses, take me around their gilded palaces and go, look at my house, look at my, you know, Ferrari and my this and my that. And I'm walking around going, I know they hate their lives. I know they hate their husbands. I know they will wish that they weren't stuck with him. 
I know that they spend all their time with their girlfriends at lunches and dinners and everything else to escape their own lives. I know that they will go home and lie in bed the other side of their bed and wish they were somewhere else, read romance novels, watch Fifty Shades of Grey and wish it was all happening to them, but it never does. And I know that they create these ridiculous lives for themselves to persuade themselves they're happy, but they're not. Because frankly, I know that I'd be happy in an apartment with a flip down bed because I would still make it bloody amazing because that's the person I am. It really is because I am genuinely a happy person. And I genuinely don't think the world owes me anything. And I genuinely think the man in my life doesn't owe me anything that I will make it. I don't want him to give me everything so that I don't have a choice, that I can't survive in the world. Drop me anywhere and I will swim. And that's the point. You're a single swim person. I moved to countries not knowing anyone and I'm, I'm rising. And that's not because I'm me and because I've got any special treatment. It's really not. It's about my attitude to things. I just get up and go. I've managed to bullshit my way all the way through life. The hustle that I've put together. I've never done a podcast before. I've never been the face of a beauty campaign before. I've never been the face of you know, hotel groups before. I've hustled for those. It wasn't given to me. And there's probably a zillion more people that are more entitled to be here. But I got myself here. Why? Because I'm happy. I'm bubbly. I go off. I talk to people. I network. I speak to people the right way. And I get the job. And I commit. And I believe I'm going to get the job. Even if I, you know, I shouldn't get the job, I believe I'm going to get it. That's it. I got Ladies of London. I've never done TV before. Never been on TV. I never knew I'd be any good of it. I didn't know I'd be any good at this. You know, the podcast has had an astounding reaction from you all. I'm so happy that it's that so many of you are touched by it. And I want you all, and I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet, I want you all to gain some of the self-confidence. I wasn't the prettiest girl at school. I wasn't the best looking girl at school, but I've made the best of myself. I mean, some of the people that knew me back in my school days, they love sending in pictures and putting them on Twitter and saying, look, I didn't look like that before. Well, you're right. No, I didn't look like that before. Thank God. And I haven't had any surgery as much as you'd all like, other than my boobs. You know, I haven't done anything. These are all little things that you can all do. These are all things that I'm teaching you that are takeaways for you. And again, it doesn't even have to cost you money. It's attitude. It's simply changing your attitude. Again, somewhere else I'd like to go later. Confidence, attitude, being grateful, being grateful for whatever you have, understanding that your husband is your partner, understanding maybe that you're better off co-parents than you are parents together. You're better off being separate, which I understood that you're better off being two parents in two different houses than you are a set of parents arguing in one and hiding it from your kids. And why do you have to wait to get divorced until your children are grown up? So you're not hiding it from them. You think children can't hear? You think children can't see? You think children can't feel? They're not stupid. They can absolutely hear. Even if you whisper under your breath, they feel the tension. They feel this. I want a happy home. The one thing I am is I'm adamant I'm going to have a happy home everything in my house. When I moved to this house, I had, I felt an overwhelming sense of relief, an overwhelming sense of I'm okay here, regardless of whether I'm alone, I'm with a man, whatever happens to me, this is my home. And that everyone that comes into my space will make it happy. You know, I don't have time or energy to have anything that sucks the energy out of this house. And I think, you know, you just have to be selfish and cut off a cancer. And that's where I want to leave it. And that's what independence is. And independence gives you that right, gives you the right to choose. 
And choice today is everything. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's and I will be going back to these kind of topics again because I really think that it can't be covered in one episode. But send in your questions. I'm really enjoying them. Send in any of your comments. I'm really excited to get on with this series, this little series of anecdotes and how-tos and understanding my experiences and understanding yours. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 